If you take your Bibles and turn to Colossians chapter 2 this morning. I'm so thankful that Ken Nebel was able uh, to join us um, through Zoom this morning as a reminder of a lot of people who have done a lot for us um, over the years. Um, Angie Brendel's here. She was here at the first service, and a lot of you know Angie. And um, her grandfather found out about the church starting over here. And uh, he, he lived in Snellville, so he couldn't come. But he knew his daughter or his granddaughter lived nearby. And so, oh, that's right. He was, he was here, but he wasn't going to be a regular. But he started giving. And for that first year, he gave regularly because he wanted a church that would preach the word of God where his, where his granddaughter could go. And uh, we praise God for that. Uh, lots of guys and, and, and women and, and other churches that help so much. This morning, I'm not just wearing this double-breasted suit to remind you that double-breasted is always in. Um, but David Carnes, the, uh, the associate pastor at Mount Vernon where I was serving back in 1997, he took me out and bought me this suit for the first service. And um, we're going to ho- hope, hope that this 25-year-old thread holds together one more time um, so that you won't have any other memories of this, uh, of this event. But, uh, but, th- but this is a reminder to me of the faithfulness of God through his church. You know, uh, First Baptist Church coming, Mount Vernon Baptist Church, the, the area association that Ken was representing, um, that we've been able to be a part of over these years. Uh, what a blessing. Uh, through them to help other churches start. And then as, as Dan mentioned in prayer this morning, uh, through our missionaries, we've been able to be involved in ministries um, all around the world for which we're very, very thankful. And then... Uh, as I was thinking about the, the people that stood up that were here at the first service, and Ron Payne, I didn't notice if you stood up or not, because Ron, Ron and Melville were here the second service. So I should have mentioned, you should have stood up. Sorry, Ron. But um, I, I think about the, their, their faithfulness, the, the, the people's faithfulness that have been doing this, you know, all these 1,300 services, you know, over these 25 years, and the, and the hard work that they've done. You know, I was thinking of Sherry and Sammy and Will, um, and uh, you know, S- Sam got here halfway through the first year, um, but but Sherry and praise team all these all these years and all the other things that were needed to be done and that she helped with, and then William, his flexibility in so many different ways uh, over the years, and 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 I was just thinking about there was only one one night when I was thinking about hanging it up, and I called Ron Hagler. Talk, he talked me down. <laughs> and that's what we've done for each other over the years. Uh, that's what the church is for. The church is people. It's not buildings, although praise God for the building, the buildings, the property. But it's not, it's not buildings. It's not property. It's people. It's people helping each other follow Jesus. That's how we glorify him. That's what the Great Commission is. You know, Jesus said, as you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I've commanded you, and I'll be with you to the very end of the age. Now, 25 years compared to the end of the age is just getting started. I mean, all of us have been part of churches, you know, that that were a lot lot older than 25 years. So it's, it's a young church in many respects. But God has shown, as Dan mentioned, God has shown us his faithfulness 
in these 25 years through other churches, through other ministries that have been around a lot longer. And then we've been able to be that same kind of blessing to others who are a lot younger than we are. But praise God for this opportunity. And this morning, I just want us to look very briefly uh, before we go have lunch together at Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Just a, a reminder of what each one of us needs to be doing in our lives as a part, whether of Midway Community Church or a part of your local church, wherever you are, this is what we need to be doing. Chapter 2, verse 6 of Colossians. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, or literally, just as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live in him. Rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. It starts out with receiving Jesus Christ the Lord. That's where the body of Christ starts. That's where the church starts. That's where we as believers, as, as Christians, that's where we start. We start by believing. We start by receiving. The, the word of God says in John, 1, in John 1, 12, yet to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, that's what receiving him means, to believe on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's where it starts. And these Colossian believers like us, as believers, they started there. They started by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Here the Apostle Paul says, continue to walk in him. Continue to live in him. Don't live on that day when you received him. Live today based on the fact that you have received him. Continue in this process of growth. Continue in getting to know him more and more. Continue in serving him together within the body of Christ. Remember, this is the, this is the, organism, the, the organism that God has ordained to carry out his will in the world, the local church. We're a part of a greater body, the, the, the worldwide body of Christ and the historic body of Christ that, that even in, includes those who have already gone before us and are already in the presence of the Lord. We're a part of all of that, but God ordained his local church, like the church in Colossae. Here, the church at Midway, he's ordained us to do this work together and to continue not to stay stagnant, but to continue to walk in the belief, the, the fact that we have received the Lord Jesus Christ. It starts there. It doesn't end there. Oh, it does in, in many respects. Just like it, in many respects it ended when Jesus said, it is finished, as he died on the cross for us. Nothing more can be done for us than what Jesus did. But for us personally, as we receive him, now we continue daily to walk in him. And here he describes what it means to walk in him continually. He reminds us that we've been rooted. Look what he says. Rooted and built up in him. That's why we spend so much time together as a local body, as a local church in the word of God. We need to be rooted and built up. Um, I'm thankful that my dad's here today, and he was here 25 years ago. He was only 60 years old then. 
That was 25 years ago, Dad. Now he's 85. This week and last, he decided, since he had this dead um, Japanese maple tree, he decided, why get somebody else to get rid of the roots of that thing, the trunk of that thing, I can do it myself. All right? So he spent three or four days pickaxing and axing and chopping and cutting until finally he sends me the picture of the hole where the, where the root used to be. Um, it amazes me at 85 that he's tearing out roots. But I praise God uh, that he is. But those roots reminded me of what he's done in my life in helping to establish my life on something really solid and secure with my roots, the word of God. And I praise God for all these children that were up here this morning, the current children and the former children, and their parents helping them to establish their roots. And then we get to see three of them with their own children, helping those children establish their roots deep into the word of God, deep into Jesus Christ, who's our rock. You remember Jesus' parable at the end of the Sermon on the Mount when he said, a wise man will take these words of mine and put them into practice. He's like the man who built his house on a rock. The rains came, the floods rose, the wind beat against that house. But because it was built on the rock, it stood firm. That's what the Apostle Paul's reminding us of this morning. We need to establish our roots into something firm. And we need to build, he says not only established in roots, he says rooted, but also built up in him. If we have good roots, if we have a good foundation, then we can grow up in him and begin to live our lives for his glory and serve him in all the various kinds of ways that we do as a church and that we do as individuals and that we do as families. So many different things that God has us doing. We can do, we can be built up because we're established firmly in the word of God. Then he also says, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. There's that teaching again. There's the word of God again. But strengthened. As we continue to walk in him, we need to be strengthened in our faith. Remember faith. Described for us in Hebrews chapter 11 with with lots of stories. Faith is always grounded in the word of God. Always. Always. Every one of the examples of, the, of those people in Hebrews chapter 11 who, who served the Lord, they, they lived by faith. He spoke to them. He told them to do something. He's given us his word. He's speaking to us every time we read it, every time we listen to it. He's given us something to do, and for us to believe this word and then to do it is faith. Trusting that he really said this and that he really wants us to do this and that he'll really take care of us all the way through the process of doing whatever he called us to do. That's what we do as a local church. We encourage each other to continue to believe these things that he's given us, that he's written for us. 
that he's laid out for us to continue to read it, continue to believe it, and continue to do it, and then come together and share with each other the opportunities that he's given, the things that he's done, and the things that we need him to do. And together, as a body, we continue to be strengthened in our faith. The last thing he mentions, he says, an overflowing with thankfulness. If we want to continue to live in him, continue to walk in him as we began our journey with him by believing, we need to overflow with thankfulness. We can't get caught up in all the stuff that's going on around us and start complaining and start whining and start being afraid. We need to remember the word of God because we are being strengthened in our faith as we were taught. Because we are rooted and built up in him, we need to recognize that he has got this. And we always have something to be thankful for. This morning, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get over that. We always have something to be thankful for. This morning we're focused on God's faithfulness to this body for 25 years. But think about what he has done in your life. Think of the blessings that he's poured out into your life, not just related to Midway Community Church, but what he's done for you since you've put your trust in Christ. You always have something to thank him for. You never have to look far. This week, in our men's Bible study, we were sharing thanksgiving and praise before the study started, and one of the guys thanked God for his refrigerator breaking down. You might think, well, yeah, he gets, he's excited he's getting a new refrigerator. It's what everybody always wants. Um, no. It was, a tr- it was trouble. It, it was going to be a pain that day and, and for a few days probably. You know, it's, it's, a refrigerator never breaks down on a good day. You know, it's a good time. When, there's never a day when you don't need what's in that thing, you know. And you never have an extra few hours to empty it out and get it, you know, get it ready for the people to come and take it away and get the new one. It's, it's a terrible thing. It's a nuisance. But he was living up to what the word of God says to give thanks in everything. He said, I'm thankful today that my refrigerator broke down. He knew that somehow God was going to do something through that experience of that particular day and that particular experience that was going to show himself to be the God, the faithful God that he is. Even the difficult things. Now again, there are a lot more difficult things than a refrigerator breaking down. But even the really, really difficult things, we can still be thankful because we're overflowing with it. We're overflowing with it because it starts when we think about what Christ has done for us on the cross. We think about what what is in store for us because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We think about what he is preparing for us for all eternity. When we think of, uh, from there, all of the other blessings that come. Many of those blessings, relationships, which we're celebrating this morning. The relationships that he gives us with one another to encourage each other in our faith. 
to remind us that we have done the right thing, the good thing, the wise thing by putting our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and choosing to serve him with our lives. And there's always something to say thank you for. He is that kind of God. Even in the midst of our darkest hours, he is still a faithful God and we can thank him. Even if we can't, in the midst of it, say thank you for that thing that we're suffering through, there are other things more foundational in our lives that we can thank him for while we get through that difficulty. And then there will be a day when we'll be able to look back and say, God, I I couldn't thank you while it was happening because I couldn't see what you were doing, but now as I look back, you're an amazing God. You knew exactly how you were going to use what I thought was a tragedy And you've made it something great. See, God's made a promise to us. He says, and we know that in all things, from Romans 8, 28, that in all things God works for the good for those of us who are called according to his purpose, for those of us who love him. He works everything out for good. Only he can do that. And if you know that about him, then you also can overflow with thankfulness. Because even in those things that we cannot see the good, we cannot see how it could possibly be good, he has a way of turning it around. He has a way of making it good. And he will do that, even if you haven't seen it yet. You can trust him that he'll do it. So you can continue in that process of overflowing with thankfulness. But none of this applies if you haven't received Jesus Christ the Lord. None of it applies. For those of us that have, all of it applies. But I would encourage you this morning, if you haven't yet received Jesus, and remember what that means, John said it, but to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, that means they believed that God sent him his only son, means they believed he lived a pure, sinless life, that he died on the cross for their sins, and he rose again victorious over death to give life to everyone who believes. You believe that about Jesus, you've received him. And he has forgiven you, and he has promised you abundant and eternal life as we continue to walk in him, rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as we were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough. You've done so much for us. You've done so much for us as it relates to Midway Community Church. But way beyond that, you have demonstrated your own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Father, there may be some here this morning or in our, in our um, stream at home that haven't yet received you. Help them to see, Father, that there will never be a better day than today to receive you 
to believe in your son, Jesus. Letting go of everything else that they were hanging on to, whether it be their good works or going to church or or learning prayers or knowing your word or doing good to people or staying out of trouble, whatever they were counting on to make it into heaven, Father, help them to see that their only hope is to let those things go and to put their trust in your one and only son, Jesus. Give them the courage and faith to do that today. Help them not to live another hour without the assurance, without the absolute certainty that they are going to spend eternity with you because of Jesus. And Father, for those of us who have received you, thank you. Thank you for providing for us the perfect Savior, the all-sufficient Savior. And thank you for the promises that you've poured out into our lives through your word of all the things that you are going to do while we live in this world and and then beyond. We thank you so much for all that you've done. Father, you know some of us are going through some things right now that we don't know how how you're going to bring about something good. Father, your word tells us that you will and we trust you. And so help us help each other make it through these difficulties, these trials, these hardships. And Father, as we think of hardships, we think of our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world, especially those in Ukraine right now and in the refugee camps in Poland and Romania, other countries, Moldova and others around in in that area. And then Father, the 100,000 that will be coming here to the United States. We pray that you would encourage them, that you'd strengthen them. Many of them are already believers in Christ, Father. Some aren't yet. We pray that you would use us and others in the camps to introduce them to Christ. We pray for those believers that are suffering in Ukraine and and, and in those camps, and we pray that you would keep them strong in their faith as they continue to live for you and serve you, even in these difficulties. And Father, we pray for their, their, their husbands and fathers who are still staying behind in Ukraine going through the fight. We pray that you'd help them and minister to them and help us to do what we can to also encourage them. But Father, we thank you that no matter what the difficulty, no matter what the trouble, because we've received you, because you've come into our lives through faith, that we always have the help of our maker, our creator, our sustainer, and our savior. And it's in his name, our savior Jesus, that we pray. Amen.